I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chad and Zay. Yeah, it's a nice beat right there. Hour number three on a Wednesday. Oh, there's a lot going on. Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Starting every third hour with a beat chosen specifically for all of you. Zay, what do you got? Sounds like a little, it's almost got like a superhero vibe to it. I like it. Yeah. Anderson Pack, bubbling. Anderson Middle. Anderson Pack. Yeah, you know, Anderson okay. Pack, him and uh, Bruno Mars. Oh, okay. Had their little group and won a Grammy from it. Gotcha. Still Sonic. Okay. Yeah. Anderson Pack, really yeah. talented. Good stuff. All right, that beat gets us started this hour. We've had a lot of weird stories today, including in the crab bag when we talked about the assistant bowling coach at SFA cheating on his wife, who is the head coach, with one of the players and then resigning. By the way... If I didn't mention it, the title of the story from the Nacogdoches paper was Spare Relationship Causes Awkward Split. That's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful writing. Awkward to say the least. Weird, weird story there. We've also been talking about a Mount Rushmore of cowboy craziness. We will get to that. Quick update from Omaha. Top of the fourth, 2-1. Florida still up on TCU. We'll get into some other NFL stuff here as well. We've, of course, got the NBA draft coming up tomorrow night. We talked earlier about Brandon Miller, who says Paul George is the greatest of all time. Mm. He's not being drafted for that. He's being drafted for the way he plays basketball. (laughs) And by the way, Zay, I think you found the secret to why Brandon Miller might have said it. If you and other basketball heads are sitting around and you say to yourself, if Brandon Miller maxes out... And he's as good as he can be. Who will he be? What's your answer? Probably Paul George. Aha. That's what it is. It's Brandon Miller's ego saying that if he maxes out and somebody would say he's Paul George and he grew up watching Paul George, that would make Paul George the GOAT. Yo, Paul George is super talented. Like He is a zero-calories version of Tracy McGrady to me. Like He's a really good defender, but he's never been... Like he's been the best player on teams, but they never go anywhere. Like his Indiana, he was really good, but they could never get past the Heat for obvious reasons. He had that one year in Oklahoma City, which was his best season, but you could argue Russell Westbrook was the best player on that team. He went to the Clippers. Kawhi was the man there. Both of them can't stay healthy at the same time. So we really haven't got to see the best of Paul George mm-hmm. like we should. Yeah, and he was really good a few years ago in the playoffs when Paul, uh, excuse me, when Kawhi Leonard got hurt. But 
he ain't nowhere near a GOAT conversation. Like, he's probably not even top 15 small forward slash shooting guards of all time. Yeah, no, that's so, a weird comment. I, I get it. Like, if you model your model your game after somebody, then that could be your favorite player, and he's probably helped Brandon Miller get to the league just because he idolized him. But come on, bro. You, you, you're smarter than this. I, I just think as the guy was asking the question, he just thought to himself, no matter what he asks me, I'm going to work Paul George yeah. into this answer. See? No matter what happens. And now people are going to question your intelligence. People are going to question, <laughs> you know, did you know the gun was in the car in Alabama? Now now that's where I'm going. Like, yo, maybe this dude, oh my maybe God. he knew something. I don't know. Because I can't trust him after he says something like this. You can't trust that. Whatever was going on at the time, we know Brandon was not reading a history of basketball. Show one. That is not what was happening. So we got NBA draft coming up tomorrow night when Wimbenyama officially becomes a spur and whatever happens after that. Remember, tomorrow at 105, we'll uh, get Keenan Womack on from orangebloods.com to get his final thoughts before the draft. All right, Zay, so this Cowboys quarterback Mount Rushmore has been a lot of fun today. By the way, shout out to Chris Bennett. Our man just uh, texted us earlier an updated list. Earlier, he went with Staubach, Aikman, White, and Romo. Now he's going Garrett Gilbert, Jason Garrett, <laughs> Steve Walsh, and Wade Wilson. <laughs> well done. Well oh, done. Oh, man. Yeah, if I had to go with my favorite backup Cowboy quarterbacks, um, Garrett Gilbert would be there, Cooper Rush, mm. uh, wow. Kitna maybe. Kitna, you want to throw Kellen Moore in there? Yeah, Kellen Moore. You get Kellen there we Moore go. In. Yeah, yeah. If you were asking me to do a legit Cowboy Mount Rushmore for backup quarterbacks, I would absolutely have Jason Garrett in there because that's during the Super Bowl era. Yeah, yeah, he was winning games. Jason so. Garrett stepped in and won some games. Uh, I'd probably put Steve Walsh in that discussion too. Okay, because Walsh, I mean, you know, Walsh had the had those moments where there was a there was a discussion at times with some people: is it Aikman or is it Walsh? Hell of a backup. Burline had a little time there. I'd throw Steve Burline's name into that Steve discussion. Burline. And hell, if you're going to play that game, you got to have Danny White in consideration for both. Right. When Danny was the backup, right. I mean, that's yeah. pretty damn good backup. <laughs> uh, so the Cowboy quarterback, Mount Rushmore, Zay and I both ended up independently with Troy, Roger, Don Meredith, and Tony Romo in no particular order. So we both left Dak and Danny White. Off to the side. And hell no, I ain't putting Ben DiNucci on there who thinks his <laughs> Seattle Sea Dragons are the best wide receiver group he's ever played with. <laughs> no, he does not deserve to be on that list. No, no, he does not. Good uh, grief. Yeah, a lot of folks definitely repping Dandy Don today, that first Cowboy quarterback that really established some things. And he took some, you know, he took teams right to the brink uh, a couple times, played in a couple of, I mean, maybe the most famous, one of the most famous football games ever with the Ice Bowl uh, and put up some numbers so while we're here who are the worst cowboy quarterbacks oh man the, I know i've been making fun of quincy but i think quincy has to make the list yeah if we're talking about like worst cowboy starters ever yeah starters ever um i played multiple weeks okay multiple week starters for the cowboys i would go top of my head i would go with quincy and steve palour because i never loved palour um did Kellen Moore have significant starts? I don't remember. If he did, he's on that list for me. Tesla Verde's on there for me. Kellen Moore was off. See, I, th- I think Vinny was. I think Vinny was good enough not to be a Mount Rushmore of badness for that group. <laughs> Somebody says Drew Henson, Chad Hutchinson. Oh man, Hutchinson had some bad time with the Cowboys. 
Yeah, that was God about Chad. There was some bad moments there. Yeah, Kellen Moore got thrown in. Bernie and Rodney Pete both got mentioned just now. Vinny just got mentioned again. Yes, the Mount Rushmore of Cowboy quarterbacks. You want to go either side? You can do that if you want to. We hadn't really gone to the bad side yet, but now you're to the third hour, and maybe we we need to do that. Uh, somebody did point out, hey, if the catch if the catch doesn't happen, Danny White. Yeah, if Danny goes on to win a Super Bowl, yeah, you're probably right. And then we've had the thing today of you know if you brought up if you know if Dak Prescott is able to get a Super Bowl ring, does he get himself onto this list? By my grading. It's yes, because anybody who's won him a Super Bowl at quarterback is on this list. Absolutely. So I would think there's serious consideration yeah. there. Hey, how about your boy, Super Bowl champ, Brad Johnson? Whoo, Brad Johnson was a <laughs> Cowboy quarterback. Look out now. Oh, Steve. How old was he when he was taking those snaps? You know what? He's this like 50. This is a great call here. All-time Mount Rushmore of bad Cowboy quarterbacks. I don't know how many actual starts he would have had or if this was just preseason, but – I love him to death, but my man Stephen McGee was not a good pro, pro quarterback. No, no, not at all. Maybe Stephen is that level uh, of bad. Somebody said Babe Loffenberg. I don't know if Babe was that bad. I don't know if he was down to that level bad. Randall Cunningham, how dare you? We don't need to go there. Ryan Leaf, we don't need, don't need to go there. We don't need to go that, down that far. Andy Dalton as a cowboy. Brandon Whedon as a cowboy. Oh, Ooh, that wasn't good. Tough. Good call. That that was yeah. not pleasant. Because he was supposed to have a lot of promise coming out of uh, OK State. Not pleasant. Yeah, yeah. But based on where they were drafted and the results, Quincy's got to be there. Yeah. God love him. He got put in a situation that he had. <laughs> I love him. He had no. He had no control of over all that man. He never. He never he was, should have been taken where he was, he was way taken. Way over his head. Oh my lord! Talk about overdrafted. Just incredible. Uh, and, yeah, it just did not work out. Uh, all right, so we had that discussion today. Also in the NFL, Zay found a discussion, and now it's finally hit me, Zay, as to why you want to have this discussion today. Because C- I think the answer is Atlanta. No, I mean, you I know, think you're leading us towards I, your Atlanta Falcons in this discussion. They should be brought up. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right, so let everybody know the list that you found because it, it is fascinating, and we've seen this happen a lot in the NFL over the last you know decade or so. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars did it last year from going last in your division to winning your division the next season. And we're going to go through the eight teams that were last and which team has the best shot in 2023 to win their division. Mm-hmm. Let's start in the AFC West, Denver Broncos. Whew. They're definitely the one of the ones we need to consider here. I don't know if it's legit like they can take the Chiefs down, but right. let's see what it looks like. I respect Peyton enough, and then the fact that it's Russell Wilson, they got a pretty good defense Good talent on this. I'm going to go ahead and respect him enough to say maybe. Yeah, if Sean Payton is smoking around two G's a day, (laughs) then I'll say there'll be a tight second. If he's just hitting the blunt, maybe a bong rip every once in a while, they might be third because it'll be tough. The Chargers is going to be tough. Justin Herbert, those guys, I think Kellen Moore could do a little something-something with Justin Herbert. It just depends on those wide receivers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Now they got Quentin Johnston, so that definitely should help that wide receiver room. But Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, they're always injured. Like every year, one of those two, they just cannot play that full season. So I don't expect those guys to make it a full season, but you can't – you're not going to dethrone – 
the Chiefs. I just do not see that happening. I think they're going to win in division once again and put themselves in the situation to win another Super Bowl. So I'll say the Broncos, no chances here. Yeah, I mean, I might say a but the, the chances of them getting a wild card, yes, that's much more realistic. Absolutely. In terms of winning it, probably not. Denver and the Raiders, week one in Denver. Yeah, that's so third. They'll be third. With Jimmy Garoppolo now quarterback, they're going to be fourth, the Vegas Raiders. Division matchup right away there. Okay, so that's one of them. Yeah. AFC North, Cleveland Browns. To dethrone the Bengals, oof, you got to think that they're going to have to get through the the Ravens and the Bengals, and if Kenny Pickett is better, they got to right. dig through all three, but you've got Deshaun Watson to do it. And I think he's more comfortable this year. I mean, last season, all the stuff off the field, that was such a distraction. Him not being able to really get a rhythm coming in in week 12, I, that was tough for him. So him being in training camp, knowing that he'll be there week one, that definitely means something. And Amari Cooper had a really good year last year. They still have a top five running back in Nick Chubb. They're going to be a lot better. Man, That that's a gauntlet of a division. Like yeah. I have no idea who's going to get last. I kind of have a feeling who's going to be number one just because Joe Burrow's that good. But Lamar Jackson, him being more comfortable, him not worrying about the contract anymore. Like He knows he's going to be a Raven. He knows that this is his team. What is it going to mean with Odell Beckham Jr. being there? Is that going to give him any lives? A flowers? Mm-hmm. You know, that's... That might be the best division in football, low key. Like it, it could turn into that, but absolutely not. I don't think the Browns are going to go from last to first. Yeah. I don't see it happening. I don't think so. By the way, we get a good indicator early. They host the Bengals in Week One and go to Pittsburgh Week Two. Yeah. So quickly with Cleveland, we'll get to get to see some stuff. Look through that while I talk through uh, talk about this next uh, division because who who's going to be their uh, other division they have to play? Like all those games, who's that? For Cleveland, you're talking about? For Cleveland, yes. What's the AFC North? Who are they going to have to play? Let's see. Who are we looking at? There is – they play – looks like they play the AFC – they play the NFC West. Okay. They play – yeah. There's Niners. There's Cardinals, Ravens. I don't see where the Seahawks go. I don't see the Seahawks. Maybe those are – Okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's it, though. All right, so the AFC South, Houston Texans. I mean, I've been hearing a lot of good things about C.J. Stroud. Yeah. All the way to first, though? I know. That'd be tough, but. Three and 13. All right, sorry, 313 and one. That division isn't good. I mean, we don't know what's going to go down in Tennessee. They're having a three-way quarterback battle with Malik yeah. and Malik Davis or Malik um, Willis and Levis and Tannehill, Anthony Richardson. How is he gonna be? I mean, yeah, but not all the way to first for Houston. If they could even be, if they could, yeah, I mean, that's a team that if they can win five games right now, you feel it's it's an improvement. Yeah. Right? I, like the Jags are picked to win it. Like, you know, how can you not go with them? They just got Calvin Ridley, and they won it last year. I think the most interesting team, if, you're, if it's not going to be Denver, because I'd agree with you, the, the one in the AFC is the Jets. Do you respect Aaron Rodgers enough with what they've put together that they could go get it from the Bills? Will they be that good? Can they dig their way through, get past the Patriots, be better than the Dolphins, and be better than the Bills? 
Yeah, I mean, that's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough to do. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, him being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you have to believe in them before anybody else. And they were 7-8 and with the last in division last year. So they were still pretty good. And we know all the talent they have with Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson on the other side. Like, they have dudes. So if Robert, what's his name, Shala, Shahai, I always muck his name up. Salah. Salah, yeah. Salah could get it together and lock in and have everybody in sync as one, then maybe. But Tua, it's all about his health down in South Beach. And with all this crap going on with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and McDermott and stuff, how locked in is everybody in Buffalo? Yeah, I agree. In the AFC, it's definitely the Jets. In the NFC, I mean, come on. <sighs> I know you're trying to claim me as a homer. I get it, but... No, there's really only one to talk about in the NFC. The South, wide open. Yeah, I mean, the 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 commanders are probably not digging their way all the way to the top of that division. No. The Cardinals have too many question marks. The Bears... Could be interesting, but I'll give the Vikings a little more respect than that. No, it is about the craziness in the South because Brady's exit plus a brand new quarterback in Carolina or a guy that's, you know, Andy Dalton. Um, and then what the Saints have going on, kind of trying to rebuild, restructure things that way with Derek Carr, right? Yeah. I can't even get that in my brain that it's real. So, yes, I think. With of all the teams, I think Atlanta's the one to watch. They also are the one that was seven and ten. You know, I think that's. I mean, eight, Washington was eight and eight to be fair, but at seven and ten, that feels like there's not that much distance between them and trying to get themselves towards the top. Yeah, we all know I'm a huge Taylor Heineke fan, but they are very high on Desmond Ritter. They drafted him last year at that pick for a, for a reason. You know, with the New Orleans Saints, Chad. Their backfield is very underrated because they still have Alvin Kamara, but remember, they just got Jamal Williams from Detroit, and he led the league in touchdowns last year from the running back position. Mm. Most of them came from the goal line, but he's a really good goal line back, and we know what Alvin Kamara could do when he doesn't have to worry about smacking the crap out of somebody in Vegas like he did last year. (laughs) He'll be more locked in. So I – it's New Orleans to lose, but, man, that new number seven down there, we know here at the 40 Acres and the ATX, that dude is special. And Kyle Pitts, he has a little bit to him. Drake London, he has a little bit to him. They're a very scary team, and they still got Algier, their previous mm-hmm. running back that was a rookie last year. So they should be able to put up some serious points defensively, I don't know, and that could be their Achilles heel this year. So back to your question about the Browns and the AFC uh, – A- I was about to call them the Central because I'm old – the AFC North. So they are playing the NFC West. Okay. So the Niners – and uh, they play Niners first, and they'll go to Seattle. They play the Cardinals at home, and then they play the Rams on the road. But interestingly enough, the AFC division they play all of is the South. So that means they're going, and they are going to Houston Christmas oh. Christmas Eve. Interesting. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson at the Texans, that is happening this season, and it will be on Christmas Eve. So just something to keep an eye on. So, yeah, interesting. Worst of first stuff. We've already talked about them. We'll keep ringing those two bells. The NFC uh, South 
and North just feel like the two most volatile divisions right now. South even more, but those two divisions, they play each other through the year, so those matchups are going to be interesting to watch. But Zay is, like a lot of you probably are, focusing in more on the Falcons than you ever have because if you're a Longhorn fan, the Bijan thing's going to bring you, going to draw you towards it, maybe draw you towards that dirty bird and buckhead and some black and red jerseys. Oh, man, lemon pepper wings taste different. Mm-hmm. Just the dirty bird bringing that back. I can't, you know, Bijan, he's not going to be a big celebrator. Like I'm going to be curious to see after his first touchdown what he does. He'll probably just do a salute up to the sky, which we know his character. That's the type of guy man, oh, he yeah. is. Hand the ball off. Hand the yeah. ball off. So, But, you know, it's going to bring that vibe back. It's going to be a fun year for the Falcons. Yeah, I think it is too. What's the famous? Is it Peachtree Street is the big one in Atlanta? Is that one of the big streets they have there? They're going to be rocking up and down. Is it, is, is either, it's know. either Peach or Peach Tree, I think, is the, one of the big streets in, in uh, Atlanta. But it is going to be uh, interesting to see where the energy goes in that town. And then just that whole division. I mean, look, think about who the quarterbacks are. Think about who these teams are. And try to figure out who's going to win the NFC South. Crazy stuff. All right, there you go. Up next, a little why uh, today matters on this June 21st. Daylight's a big part of it because there's all kinds of daylight for you today. Got a few birthdays to jump in on as well. And if you just jumped in, we've been talking Cowboy quarterback Mount Rushmore today. Plus, we started with that crazy play that got the Rangers a loss yesterday. We may revisit that, get you an update from Omaha as well. Well, TCU trying to hang on and survive. We'll tell you how they're doing next on the Horn. Being on some chips, we go zero to a hundred real quick. They be on that rap to pay the bills, and now fit it. Not even a Chad and Zay. Know yourself, know your worth. My actions being louder than my words. How you so? I've been still so. All right, rolling through a Wednesday. This one sounds a little younger than me. This one sounds actually a lot younger than me. Yeah. In the hip-hop world. This sounds like a, you know, Juice World, uh, Juice World gonna, what else is the other one of the guys? You're kind of in the right kinda era, in but that, he's way bigger than both of those guys. Bigger than both of those guys. Maybe the biggest in the world when it comes to rap right now. Um... Well, it's not Kendrick. No. It's, um, oh, uh, um, nah, I can't think of it. He say also it. sings. I'm going to feel dumb when you say he it. He also sings. He sings. He's light skinned. Canadian. He's like, wait a minute. Oh, is this? This is, uh, um, you're struggling. <laughs> you're struggling. I know it's new, but come on, man. I, why can't I? I could see him. Drake. The guy from the. Oh, Drake. Man, oh, no, I wouldn't go in there. Oh, Thank you were. Who sorry. are you thinking of? When, sorry. You said. You got me thinking. When you said light skinned, I went way light skinned. And I was thinking about the dude that was in White Men Can't Jump for a second. I was like, wait. It's not him, is Jack it? Jack Harlow? Yeah. <laughs> not white? No. You said light. I'm sorry. Light skinned. You did not say white. Drake is the answer. He's not a guy I can ID yet. Do we need to have me listen to a Drake record at some point? Yeah, we talked about that. I don't know which one. He okay. has so many. All right. Yeah, I, have, I haven't been able to ID him regularly. Drake, Ray Parker Jr., The Whispers, uh, Urge Overkill, and Greg Allman today. A nice group. Uh, tomorrow at around 2 o'clock, I'll talk about The Chronic from Dr. Dre. Never listened to the whole thing all the way through. I'm about halfway through. And Zay, 
has never seen Tombstone. So I figure if you're going to watch a Western, why not go all the way? Let's go full blast Tombstone and let him watch uh, Doc Holliday. Let him watch Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. So far, how you liking Val? I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's so into it, man. <laughs> Such a good performance. All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow at 2. Right now, let's get into a little where, uh, Why Today Matters, June 21st, and we'll start in Omaha. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. I love today in Omaha. I love the way they set this up where if you get if you win the right games, you get an advantage and you make a team beat you twice. So today it is winner go home for TCU. Winner go home for LSU, Wake, and Florida get the advantage of maybe getting that other game if they need it. But right now it's bottom five, Florida up 2-1 on TCU. They would get two full days of rest and not have to start the championship series until Saturday. Obviously at that point, Florida would root like hell for LSU to force Wake Forest at least into one more game. Or maybe it's LSU into one more game. So uh, that's going on in Omaha right now. They've had some good uh, had some good stuff, some weird calls last night. Oral Roberts got uh, got bitten with a couple of weird calls in that game. A balk call that uh, a lot of people didn't like. Um, but once you saw it, you kind of understood. So uh, that game, second game's at 6 o'clock tonight, Wake and L. SU. It's also the longest day of the year, so appreciate all that daylight. It's one of those nights where it hopefully won't be 105 when the sun goes down, so you get a little bit of kind of summer evening or, or whatever. Uh, Zay, are you a bigger fan of this time of year, or do you like it when we have the short, you know, when we do the, do the fall back or whatever, and you get the extra hour of sleep and it gets dark quicker? Oh. Uh- do you care? I don't care. No. They've been talking about just leaving it alone and not they switching the time. Leave it alone. I'm good with that. I like it like it is right now. I'm a I'm a big fan of that stuff. I grew up, did all the summers out there on the farm and stuff, and that always helped. When you're working on a farm, the ah. more sunlight, you can work a little later and get that kind of stuff. I'd rather have that, though. I'd rather have it still be light at 830 to 9 o'clock. It yeah. just feels like you're getting more day. See, I was always inside. Shooting baskets, so I never had that feeling. Inside shooting baskets? Yes. Oh, you mean you were in the gym Yeah, shooting. that's what I mean. So I okay. never was affected by either or. I was just like, what, a Nerf goal? No. Like, where do you? <laughs> no. You never knew if the light was out there yeah. or not. Didn't know if it was sunlight. All you knew was uh, you were trying to get some shots uh, Get some shots up. Uh, so we got that going on today. Daylight Appreciation Day, technically, today. Also, it is the 76th birthday of Wade Phillips, former Cowboys coach. We were, oh, Wade. We were talking Cowboy coaches, uh, or excuse me, Cowboy quarterback Mount Rushmore today. Wade Phillips certainly, uh, I don't think he would end. That's a weird conversation. Cowboy coach Mount Rushmore. When we get there. Yeah, I don't know if Wade makes that list. Two easy slots right away, and then I'm trying to figure out the others. We'll we'll get there. Um, but uh, Wade Phillips, U of H, is the old school there. Hope Wade is doing well. He's coaching the Houston XFL team. Assuming, is he really? Assuming they survive, I guess they'll come back. And, can't give it up, huh, Wade? Yeah, you know, he can't do it. Still be, he'll still be the coach. Bum will be proud. Uh, that's right. Uh, also, uh, let's see, 50 today for Juliet Lewis. The actress. Wow. I'm a big fan of hers. Me too. Yeah, I like her a Yo, lot. Yo, man, she had De Niro going nuts in Cape Fear. Yeah, she was great in Cape Show, Fear. She was terrific. Great in Natural Born Killers. Great in, 
from dusk till dawn. She's in Christmas Vacation as That's the right. daughter. We always watch her, the one when her eyes freeze shut. Yeah. That's Juliet Lewis. Yeah, it's 50 years old today. Chris Pratt I, is 44 for the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy freaks out there. He got range. He really does. He's got some serious range from yeah. Parks and Rec now doing the, you know, Guardians and Galaxy, like you said, and Jurassic Parks and all that. Chris, not too shabby. I did not expect this because I love Parks and Rec. I did not expect this. I watched a documentary, a Marvel. They did a bunch of Marvel documentaries on Vice, and they were talking about that movie. He was considered for the for the part. Somebody really wanted him, but the main decision makers didn't. They didn't like the idea because they thought of him as Parks and Rec. Yeah, like, goofy, doughy and round. Yeah, doughy, yeah. And I'd forgotten what he did. Pratt went into the gym, started working, and then he put out one, I think it was a picture or a short video of himself with no shirt on in the gym and it was like yeah just getting a workout in or something like that and it switched everybody everybody in that decision making room went oh my god yeah he could be our guy he can be our star lord let's think this through yeah and then that eventually gets in the job oh that's rare man to yeah. have the comedy chops also the sex appeal yeah that's rare yeah, Jerry that's- Seinfeld ain't have that <laughs> that's true as good as Jerry was he ain't have that I'm trying to imagine Jerry as star lord that'd be that would be wild. That would be a wild, a wild one. What's up with space? What? Come on. What's the deal what <laughs> with the Infinity Stones? Why are there six? Why couldn't there just be one? Why do I have to find six? I mean, what's the deal? <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Why, when I find the one woman I think I love, she's green. Why is that? Could, why couldn't it be blue? I don't know. Uh, Jerry couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Happy 44 to Mr. Pratt today. Also, if you are old like me, here's a birthday fact that I think is interesting, so I'm going to see if you think it's interesting. 76 today for both of these people. Meredith Baxter and Michael Gross have the same birthday. The parents on Family Ties have the exact same birthday. The actors. Does anybody else think that's interesting? That is weird. Maybe just me. Okay. But I am also a person whose mom and dad have the exact same birthday. So those kind of things sort of, ah. that kind of fascinates me a little bit. So pardon me for that one. It is also National Yoga Day. If you need to get on your yoga mat, it is Smoothie Day. If you love a good smoothie, the giraffes get their own day today. Very interesting animal. And it's also National Selfie Day. More and more selfies out there. I'm even taking more selfies now. We don't hand like with the family or by yourself. Like with the family. Okay, that's good. Oh yeah, no, I don't do that. I'm about to say no, no. You're in the dark place now. But I loved the times, eh, when we used to ask total strangers to take our picture, and now we don't do that anymore. Yeah, I, I'll just try to do it sometimes. I offer it up. I'll offer it to people when I see him crane, especially when it's like short women. When short women are trying to take selfies, I feel bad for them because they don't have long arms yeah. and they're trying to mess with it. And I can tell they're having a good time and they're at some brunch or whatever. And I'll just walk up, excuse me, ladies, let me take your picture. And sometimes I get a, no, we're good. Thanks. And I'm like, okay, all right. But a lot of times I get that appreciation. Oh my God, thank you. Like they're yeah. freaked out anybody would want to do it. But yeah. that's the way it used to be, man. Absolutely. You go on vacation, the first thing you scan for is that other person with a camera. And then you make that, you, you don't even have to speak. Eye contact. Hey, hey, you know. You know, I know. I take, I, yeah. I take a picture of y'all with the waterfall. You take a picture of us with the waterfall. We yeah. good? Scratch my back, scratch yours. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it used to be. Hey, you know, my wife, she literally just said a couple of days ago, it's funny that you brought this up, that she's 
getting us a tripod when we go on vacation to Cancun next week so we don't have to ask folks about taking our picture. Wait, a selfie tripod? Yeah. Not like a selfie stick, just like a tripod thing, which is really cheap. She said she got it for the low. I was like, all right, I never argue when it comes to the money in the group. Like, I just right. don't. Like, I'm respectful. So you're going to turn the selfie thing on and then do the timer? Because my wife has a timer that counts five, four, three, two, one. That's well, what you're going to do? Well, we have Apple Watches, so you can connect your watch to your phone and take a picture from your watch, and oh. it does do the timing thing. So, Well, that's going to yeah. totally get rid of asking people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. My, my days as a photographer are over now. Right. If everybody's got it on the watch and they're timing it out, it's over. Yeah, because she knows, you know, I'm married to a big brother. If he goes and asks, probably won't be happening. And she doesn't want that awkward confrontation either. So, you know, this is plan B. Which uh, is a good plan B. I'm not afraid to ask either. I will ask. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think know? it's a pretty basic thing, especially with a, it feels like with, with couples, young families, it's just a natural kind of thing. That I, I'm just imagining you guys setting up a tripod in this beautiful, like there's this vista in Cancun. It's the most gorgeous thing in the world. And your wife's trying to figure out the tripod, <laughs> get it all set up. Oh, yeah. We're going to get some good flicks now. Oh, my God. I got told once by a family with four kids they didn't need me to take a picture. I offered. It was an, a logical situation. But no, they let Junior and his long arm take the picture. I'm like, all right, whatever. I mean... I'm a germaphobe sometimes. I don't know where your hands been. Maybe that's Stranger. It. Do you think it's touching the, my phone? Is it stuff. more is it more germaphobe? They don't think I'm running off with the phone, right? Cuz they can look at nah. me. They can look at me and tell that their youngest child could run me down. Yeah, you're not sketchy. No, we're not doing that. That's what I thought of the other day though. I'm like, well, phones are so expensive now. Back in the day when I was do- when we were doing that stuff, a lot of us had disposable cameras, right? right? The and camera. Polaroid. Here, hold this $2 camera and take a picture of me in this waterfall. Yeah. That, that's a little different. It's a little bit different. If you are taking pictures out there, we hope you are safe and sound with it. And whether you're asking or whether you're taking the selfies yourself, uh, it is National Selfie Day. So go ahead and get your selfie game on if you like. June 21st, longest day of sunlight today. Enjoy that daylight till the bitter end. Coming up, we'll get you stems and seeds. Also, big guest today on Ball Don't Lie. I always love when this guy's on talking to the fellas. We'll tell you about that and get you set up for the rest of the day. Don't move. It's the horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Wednesday. All right, I did not recognize Drake's voice, but that screaming guy sounded like Little John. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Did I get it right? All right. Oh, with, now, man. Does this count? As, I know he helps out on a lot of things. So is, does this count as a Little John track, or is this somebody else's track? It's somebody else's track. All right, who is it? Trillville. Featuring Lil Scrappy uh-huh. and Lil John, Never Ever. Never Ever. One of the greatest 
get ready for a game songs ever made. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Trill Bill, Drake, Ray Parker Jr., The Whispers, Urge Overkill, and Greg Almond on the show today. The Anderson Pack uh, beat to start the hour. Thanks to Zay for all his great work. Thanks to all those folks for all that great music. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we're going to talk, speaking of great music, we're going to talk Dr. Dre's Chronic and tombstone in the album movie swap zay had never seen tombstone i've never heard the chronic all the way through obviously i've heard a song or two already that i know it's not like i've never heard those songs just never heard everything in its proper context so uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow at two o'clock got a lot uh, going on on the station this evening including a big guest on ball don't lie why don't we start there with stems and seeds here we go no stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So this afternoon at 4.30 during Ball Don't Lie, Chipper Jones will join Rod and Harge. Always cool to hear Chipper on the show with those guys. He and Harge go back to their baseball days together. Yo, man, my favorite switch hitter ever. Then left or right, didn't matter. The dude could rake 99 MVP. He was for real. I forgot. Um, Hard said this the other day. I forgot there was that season where at one point Chipper was batting like 418, Yo. 420, something like that. Stupid. Oh my God. Stupid, man. Big- I know I know it's one of the reasons they want to have him on today to have him talk about this dude in Miami that's flirting with the maybe hitting 400. Right. And so Chipper's one of those dudes you got to talk to. Yeah. As a switch hitter. Yeah. Like, right, as a switch. I, I, come on. No, he was special. Yeah, definitely tuning into that. He is always cool to listen to. Check that out at 4.30 today. Obviously, check out the full show starting at 3 o'clock with Rod and Harge. They got our man Jack Farrell producing for him this week. Patrick Davis, I know he's not out there listening to us right now. He's out on the beach somewhere having a good time. He's on vacation this week. Uh, also tonight, 7 o'clock, Wednesday Night Flex. Got two Wednesday Night Flex shows left before they take their summer break and then get ready for football season. So Wednesday Night Flex, high school stuff as we get ready for the 7 on seven state tournament this weekend. Eight o'clock is Longhorn Blitz podcast. Nine o'clock fight night, and ten o'clock sports guys talking wrestling. It's still two one Florida up over TCU. Top of the sixth now. Another close game in Omaha. Zay, if you're a baseball fan that just wants drama, this Omaha has been pretty good. It has been good. Yeah, it has been good. It's been tough to watch for obvious reasons, yeah, but it's been a very good College World Series. Yeah, I totally get how a Longhorn fan doesn't want to have anything to do with it. As an Aggie fan, I haven't peeked in that much, but for you guys to go out like that, I mean, A&M went out, went out. Like, right. Stanford took the Aggies out. Aggies punched, Stanford punched back. It wasn't about light tricks or anything like that. Yeah, you guys got it ripped out. You got your throat ripped out in just an unfair way. Still hurts. Yeah, that Still is, hurts. That is brutal. So uh, we will see how that finishes up. Florida trying to win and get two days off. Wake will try to do the same thing against LSU a little later on. Also, tomorrow we have come up with our Mountain of the Day idea. Tomorrow we are going to go with the Houston football Mount Rushmore. Pro football. So here's what we're going to do. The rules are. You could you can be a Houston Oiler or you could be a Houston Texan. We're going to count you in the Mount Rushmore. No coaches and no McNair. I just double-checked McNair's stats. There's just not enough Houston fans. Yeah. Love me some Steve McNair. If we ever get around to the Titans, we know he's there. Yeah, see you there. We'll give him an honorary spot. We'll set it off to the side. So you got four slots left. 
Houston Oiler, Houston Texan. The Houston Pro Football Mount Rushmore tomorrow. We will get into that on tomorrow's show. And uh, also we've got the draft discussion coming up with Keenan Womack of Orange Bloods at 105. And at 205 we'll do the album movie swap. Zay, you getting excited for the draft tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. A lot of these guys' lives will be changed. The NBA will be changed. Love the NBA draft. Should be fun. Top of your head, give me a guy you think's going to wear a crazy badass suit. Is there anybody that comes to mind? Um, I think Scoot Henderson's going to wear something crazy. You think Scoot will look nutty? Yeah, yeah. The last time I saw him wore a suit, he looked wild. Yeah. He looked out of control. We, so. did, we did figure one thing out today. Brandon Miller will be wearing a Paul George jersey. To tomorrow's festivities. Come on, Brandon Miller. Be better. Be <laughs> better. Ball don't lie. Coming right up. Y'all stay safe out there. Y'all stay cool out there again because it's going to be hot. Enjoy the longest day of the year. We'll be back for a Thursday show tomorrow. Keep it right here on the horn. See you.